If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, what is going on? We're back with some more podcast content for you guys. And today, we are starting one of our longest series to date. We are starting our schedule predictions. We're breaking down all the divisions, AFC, NFC, giving schedule predictions for every single team. We're starting with the AFC South. So we're going to go through all four of these teams. So if you guys have a team in the AFC South, make sure to stay tuned. Before we get into the episode, guys, we have a lot of content coming to you guys. I just shared with you the schedule predictions. Make sure you stay in tune to all of those. We have our Meet the People series with the Beyond podcast. That's going to be really exciting. Me and my guy Anthony have been talking about that for a little bit. Anthony had me on his show a little bit ago, and it was great. We got to talk about my coaching experience at East Boston High because that's what he does at the Beyond podcast, but we'll talk more about that in that episode. Guys, we have our NFL Would You Rather coming out. I know that's a sense of sandbox favorite for a lot of you guys, so stay tuned. That's going to be a two-part episode, so make sure you check both of those out. We have our NFL teams with the most approved, and on top of that, since the sandbox is going to be doing a giveaway, getting you guys one of the new shirts, a hoodie, and a lot more. So like I said, just stay tuned. Today, getting started with the AFC South, we're going to get things started with the Texans. Guys, the Texans are in a lot of trouble right now. Some more news from the Deshaun Watson case is coming out, and it's not looking good for that organization. But we're going to start with their record breakdown right now. This is another losing season for the Houston Texans, and I know they have some positive building blocks on their franchise from the draft, from free agency, and from last year, but... It's going to take some time for the Houston Texans to get right. The first four games of the season, the Colts, Broncos, Bears, and Chargers. Those aren't easy games for the Texans, but we do know that the Colts always struggle starting off the season. So, Lou, I'm sorry. I have your Colts starting off with a loss. So, I have the Texans getting their first win of the season week one. Week two at the Broncos, that's a loss. Week 3 at the Bears, that's a win. And Week 4 at the Chargers, that is also going to be a loss. So 2-2 two and two through the first four games. Week 5, they played Jacksonville. I gave them a loss here. I think that this is a game that can go either way. But with it being a road game and a division game, figured it might be a little bit tough. So I have the Texans at 3-2 and two to start the season going into their bye week at Week 6. The rest of the schedule gets really hard for the Texans. So if you're a Texans fan... I do apologize. Week 7 starting off with the Raiders. That's a loss. I have them getting a win versus the Titans in Week 8. That's a home game versus the Titans. And that's just with the expectation that they're going to split the games out of the series that they play. But after that win versus the Titans, I don't have the Texans getting another win until Week 17. So that means losses versus the Eagles, Giants, Commanders, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Now, I do think some of those games can go either way. I think the game versus the Eagles, the Giants, and the Commanders could go either way. You know, the Texans could be a little bit stronger than some of those teams. I think the Eagles would be one of the better teams in the NFC, but speaking for the Giants and the Commanders, but right now, this has the Texans at three wins after Christmas Eve, and then their last two games of the season, 
I have them getting a win versus Jacksonville and a loss at the Colts. So the Texans would finish their season 4-13 and on the year. Getting started with the Jaguars, guys. The Jaguars do have a little bit of a similar scenario to the Texans. And I know the Jaguars really ramped up. Some people could have loved their offseason additions through the draft, through free agency, whatever it may be. But I still think that they're a little bit away. Let's keep in mind, you know, they've gone, you know, through quite the coaching carousel as of recently. But I have the Jaguars starting off the season with a win, just like the Texans. And that's versus the Washington Commanders. After that, for the first four games, I have them getting three losses in a row. So that's a loss to the Colts, to the Chargers, and the Eagles. So the Jaguars starting the season at 1-3. and three, One win versus the Commanders, three losses to the Colts. Chargers and Eagles. Then I have the Jaguars getting two wins in a row versus division opponents, versus the Texans and versus the Colts. So that has the Jaguars at 3-3 three and three through the first six weeks, and I feel like at this point in the season, this would be viewed as an extreme positive for the Jacksonville Jaguars. After that, I do have the Jaguars going on a little bit of a skid. I have the Jaguars losing the next five games, and that's over the course of six weeks. So they have a bye week, week 11, but week 12 and all those weeks before that up until week 6, I have them losing all those games. So that's versus the Giants, the Broncos, and London. Now that's going to be a really tough game because the Jaguars home field is really in London. That's a team that's been playing there for quite some time now. And we don't know what the Broncos are really going to be. I expect them to be a very competitive team. But we'll see what's going to happen. Versus the Raiders and at the Chiefs, guys. Those are going to be really hard games. After the bye week... I have the Ravens coming in and giving the Jaguars another loss, but I have the Jags getting two wins back-to-back in weeks 13 and 14 at the Lions and at the Titans. So those are two big road games for this team to kind of catch momentum towards the end of the year. Sadly, after that Titans game, I do have them getting some losses again. I have them losing the rest of this season to the Cowboys, the Jets, the Texans, and the Titans. So this has the Jaguars a game above the Houston Texans, also in their division, and the Jaguars finishing with a record of 5-12. So this keeps the Jaguars at a very similar team to what they were this past year, but also there could be some, some improvements and maybe a game or two that goes in a different direction. We have two more teams left in the AFC South, so make sure you guys stay in tune. Before I continue with the Colts and the Titans schedule predictions, make sure you go and leave a five-star review for the Sense of Sandbox podcast. You guys can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or our website, sensesandbox.net. While you're at it, make sure you guys go and like, follow, and subscribe to all of our social media and YouTube channel. All right, for the Colts. Guys, the Colts had a crazy offseason in... You know, not too much happened for them, but I do think, you know, another quarterback change and a couple of pieces, and, you know, things can really go in in a bunch of different ways for the Colts. I have them having an average season to this point. I have them finishing with a 7-10 record, but I do think that with Matt Ryan at the helm, this is a team that could probably win nine games if their defense stays healthy. We're already hearing about some of Darius Leonard's, you know, back issues in time that he's going to miss in OTAs, but... Hopefully he doesn't miss that time in the regular season. Getting started with the Colts. Guys, for the Colts, I have them losing their first game of the season to the Texans, but having a bounce back week, week two at the Jaguars getting a nice W. After that, I think things get a little tough for the Colts. After going 1-1 one one over the first two weeks, I have the Colts losing their next four games. That's versus the Chiefs, versus the Titans, at the Broncos, and versus the Jaguars. 
So I have them splitting with the Jags. I think that'll be something that could probably, you know, really have some division implications. You know, if the Colts take both of those games, then, you know, we're talking about, you know, a back-end playoff scenario possibly for this team. But after six weeks, you know, the Colts being 1-5, and five, this is not something that you really expected. But, you know, there could really be some growing pains. And who knows? Maybe Jonathan Taylor doesn't have the season he had last year. Maybe he has an even better season. So those are things that we have to watch out for when the season comes around. I have the Colts getting two wins in Week 7 and Week 8, getting a win versus the Titans and a win versus the Commanders. And then after that, I do have the Colts going on another losing streak. So a little bit of inconsistency for the Colts throughout the season. Weeks 9, 10, and 11, I have the Colts losing versus the Patriots, versus the Raiders, and versus the Eagles. These are all going to be extremely tough games. And, you know, depending on how these teams really play consistently through the year, you know, the Colts might be able to sneak some of these games. But I would also expect these teams, like the Eagles and the Raiders, to be much more equipped teams than the Indianapolis Colts. The next win for the Colts is actually going to be a really big win and could be an important one for them going down the end of the season. I have them getting a Monday Night Football win versus the Steelers. And then the following week, I have them losing at the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. At this point in time, the Colts are going to be heading into the bye week. In the back end of the season, the Colts have to really win some games if they want to compete in the loaded AFC. For the last four games of the season, I have the Colts going 3-1, and one, so that's a pretty positive way to end the season, and you know, it all depends on, like I said, with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor, how they really play. We do have, you know, a coaching change on the defensive side for the Indianapolis Colts, so that's something to look out for as well. We're going to be missing Matt Eberflew. The Colts will be missing Matt Eberflew as he just took the head coaching job with the Chicago Bears. The wins for the Colts at the end of the season are going to come against the Vikings, the Giants, and the Texans with the loss to the Chargers on Monday Night Football. This has the Colts finishing the season with a 7-10 record, just missing that wild card. Alright guys, one team left in the AFC. This is going to be my division winner for the AFC South, and that is the Tennessee Titans. Now, we know that there are a lot of offseason things going on with the Titans. We know that, you know, they drafted Malik Willis. We know the beef that Ryan Tannehill had with his replacement probably being, you know, on the team and, and, you know, not really taking on that mentor role. They also lost A.J. Brown, so it's going to be interesting to see what this offseason and, you know, the first couple weeks of the 2022 season look like. And this is with Derrick Henry coming off of an injury. We know we saw him a little bit late last year, but he was not himself at that point. Guys, the Titans start off the season really hot. Their bye week is week six, so through the first five weeks, I have the Titans being four and one, with the only loss coming to the Bills on week two, Monday Night Football. Guys, the Buffalo Bills are going to be one of the top teams this year in the entire NFL, not just the AFC. So that's a team to watch out for and to really expect and one of those top four seeds in the AFC. The Titans win week one versus the Giants, win week three versus the Raiders, win week four at the Colts, and win week five at the Commanders. After the bye week, I have them dropping four straight. So I have them losing versus the Colts, at the Texans, at the Chiefs, and versus the Broncos. Those are going to be extremely tough games, but I have them getting a huge win. I have Tennessee traveling to the Packers on Thursday night football, getting a win, followed by a loss to the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be one of the most slept-on teams this year. After that loss to the Bengals, I have them getting a win, at the Eagles, followed by two losses in a row to Jacksonville and the Chargers. Tennessee can go a lot of different ways with some of these games, 
But just trying to have some fair predictions. To finish up the season for the Titans after the loss to the Jaguars and the Chargers, I have them getting three wins in a row. I have them winning versus the Texans, versus the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football, and at the Jaguars the last week of the season. This has the Titans at a 9-8 and record, but it's very, very possible for one or two of these games to go in a different direction for the Titans to, you know, have a 10-11 win season. All depends on the consistency at the quarterback position, and we're talking about a team that was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Guys, to break down the division, I have the Titans finishing on top at the number one seed with a 9-8 and record. For second place in the division, I have the Colts with a 7-10 and record. Third place in the division, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars with a 5-12 and record. And fourth place in the division, I have the Houston Texans with a 4-13 and record. This was my AFC South predictions. Make sure to stay tuned to my schedule predictions because next I'm going to be jumping in with your New England Patriots in the AFC East. Guys, there's a lot coming from Since the Sandbox. I told you guys we have our schedule predictions. Meet the people with the Beyond podcast. NFL Would You Rather, teams with the most approved, and a giveaway. Guys, with all this content coming up, make sure you guys leave a five-star review and show some love to your favorite podcast host, Steve Toro. Peace out.